Up next, how are you really feeling, BYU Sports Nation? That's the question we asked today after another tough loss. Terrible! Trevor Maddich and Brian Logan join us to help make sense of the BYU woes. And are our expectations too high for this BYU team right now? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation on your radio, television, and other media machines presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Monday, October 20th. I need everybody to raise the energy levels up. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Pop-Tart Taste Tester, Jerem Jordan. I do love Pop-Tarts. In high school, my stepdad... Uh, at his work, uh, encountered a situation where they had a truck full of uh, Pop-Tarts, like, spill out or whatever and go bad. So we had, like, Pop-Tarts for, like, a year, like an (laughs) unlimited amount. And I hated Pop-Tarts after that. Like, couldn't stand them because we had them so often. So you avoided them for, like, a few years. Yes, but now that's a regular breakfast time. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. True story, BYU's fifth-string running back Nate Carter was my home teacher in Palm Springs, California, two years ago. Did he come every month? He was, he was on point, efficient. Okay. He was there every month. Did walk he take on, an hour? No, okay. 20 minutes. That's good. He was a walk-on prospect for BYU today, playing at College of the Desert in Southern California. This is the guy that averaged 12 yards a carry on Saturday night. So would Jamal Williams have averaged 20 a carry? Is that what that means? Who knows? Nate Carter crushed it. BYU with backup quarterback Christian Stewart and a fifth-string running back, 600 total-plus yards. They scored 35. Look, 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 look. Okay, there are certain times. I try and be the non-blue goggle guy on this show, right? (laughs) Today, I cannot. I am so mad. I am so angry and frustrated right now that BYU has lost three games in a row. I am so tired of it. I am so tired of it. I know all these guys have been injured, but to lose three in a row, it just stinks. It just straight up stinks. I hate it. All right. Looking forward to more of that fan rage. <laughs> Join our conversation. Okay, okay, okay. I got it out. I, got it. I have a feeling that's going to come out again <laughs> as, we, as we continue to discuss. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. Start it off with today's in-depth Twitter question. Okay, analyst is back. BYU fans, how are you feeling right now? Use the hashtag <laughs> BYUSN. At Zach Hicken, do you remember when you found out Santa... Uh, wasn't, whoa. wasn't real. Whoa, I don't want to say that. Wait, okay, you just wait. Did. Santa's not real. Yes, it's worse than that. Of course, he's real. Wow. <laughs> At Jay Butler, <laughs> wife at Jerem, just like why what? Did we, why did we read what? that one? Listen, BYU losing three in a row. One thing, saying that thing is another. Looking for some place to put blame besides injuries. Hashtag natural. Is there another place to put to put the I, blame, if you will? I don't, yes. Uh, at AP underscore top 25. Just two quarterbacks threw for 400 yards last week. Christian Stewart was one of them. And BYU Boy- lost. Boykin from TCU was going. BYU Sports Nation simulcast and beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Rise and shout. Just do it. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Real issues. We need a wide-angle lens to examine what is going on with BYU football. Because this is way bigger than just a seven-point loss to Nevada on Saturday night. 
The offense produced, as we have documented thus far. Oh, man. With injuries. Did they ever? So why not the defense? There's this sentiment across BYU Sports Nation that Cougar football needs to stop making excuses. I don't care who's on the field. They need to win football games. But let's look at the excuse, and that is injuries, Jerem. Can Okay, you're late every day to our pre-production meeting. <laughs> a lot of times you have, well, almost every time you have no excuse, right? Oh, Jer- my alarm clock went See, off. I really just didn't make it today. or whatever. Yeah, I'm it's fired It's personal up. now. Well, there, there's the fan. Now I'm back in the analyst mode, okay? <laughs> a, but a legit excuse for I'm late is like, oh, my car wouldn't start up or I got in an accident or something. That's a real excuse. If you get in an accident, you have a valid excuse. Like an uncontrollable thing, right? The injuries are a legit thing with BYU. BYU's not the same team. Should they still beat Nevada, though? Yes, is the answer to that question. And all of this is amplified. BYU didn't get blown out in the last two games. BYU had double-digit leads in the second half of UCF and Nevada. That's why people are angry. That's where the frustration stems, is that despite the injuries... The next man up, BYU, put itself in position to win the game and then, and then let the other team come back and win. Let's recap just who exactly is injured or was injured for the Nevada game. I hate this, but we have to do it. On the defensive side, well, we don't know about this one, but he didn't play. Sione Takitaki, Alani Fua, Craig Bills, Jordan Johnson, Dallin Levitt hobbled but did play. On the offensive side of the ball, Devon Blackman, Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams, Adam Hine, Brock Stringham, Braden Kersley, Algie Brown. That moment when Algernon Brown gets hurt and everyone's like, are you serious? With an ankle injury. Are you serious? Ankle. And then Devon Blackman, it comes out that Devon Blackman, not that Blackman's had a huge impact on the team, but you just hope next man up, he's one of those guys that can maybe be a playmaker. To me, the offense has worse injuries than the defense. Yet the offense, the offense produced. The offense put out, but the defense did not. I, I question this. What does BYU Sports Nation coaches, players, fans, analysts expect with all of the injuries? Is this a situation to beat where we Nevada? Need, is this a situation where we need to temper expectations? I mean, you mentioned it's a valid excuse. Your four best players are out. Alani Fua, Craig Bills, Taysom excuse, Hill, Jamal it, Williams. The word excuse sounds weird, but it's super legit. The injuries. Okay, if the, if BYU plays the same way it played against Nevada, but forces a couple turnovers and doesn't turn it over with Hauk and Stewart fumbles, that kind of performance can win at Boise State. Your playmakers, your turnover creators on defense are who? Jerem, Alani Fua, and Craig Bills. And I thought Bronson Kafusi would be one of those guys. Bronson's capable of more. I. Is he better on the D-line at some point? I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming these questions are being discussed. I think BYU has some good defensive linemen and that there's more inexperience at linebackers, so naturally it's like, well, let's put them back there. I think that was the idea from the beginning is we just lost Kyle Van Noy, Spencer Hadley, Wanayunga. Let's put Bronson, a potential playmaker, at linebacker. He has not produced to the degree we thought he would. Who are the playmakers on defense? Who are, who are the guys forcing turnovers? Rob Daniel, in two straight games, has had a pick in his hands that he hasn't, uh, he hasn't had it. It's a pass breakup. That's nice. Rob Daniel, to me, is a playmaker. He's, he's one of, right now, he's the healthiest, best BYU defensive player. And w- unless he gets picks, uh, I'm not sure he can have as big an impact on the game as 
BYU needs. They need playmakers. They need, BYU's negative three in turnover margin did not force a turnover. And they lose by seven. Again, it's the most frustrating because BYU is in position to win each of the last two games. Despite the injuries. Despite injuries. And they don't. But again, let's take a step back. Wide angle lens here. Nine starters out against Nevada. That's just stupid. Your four best playmakers. Think about this for perspective. What would BYU been, have been in 2001 if Brandon Doman and Luke Staley were both well, out? Well, we were know both what, out. We know what happened with Luke Staley. Yeah. In 06, John Beck and Curtis Brown both out. Would have been a disaster. This does not mean that BYU is going to lose every game the rest of the year. BYU is still going to beat UNLV, Savannah State, probably Middle Tennessee those three, and get to seven wins and get to a bowl game. Those questioning that, I just think that's so silly. You and Ian Savannah State, are you serious? Nevada has lost three games to three decent teams by single digits. I wouldn't call them a great team or even a, a good team, but they're decent. Come on. Where does inexperience play into this? A lot of young guys oh, seeing oh, yeah, the field. Yeah. Who's your leader? Is it Bronson Kafusi? Because he talked about that in the post game. Starts with the leaders on the on the defense. Uh, the, the it really comes down to the players, so us. And so, um, you know, the coaches can only do so much. But when it comes down to it, it's you know the the leaders and those those guys who have experience uh, playing. And so, you know, going going forward here, the leaders will need to step up. Who are the leaders? Who's getting in your face? Who is that player? Now, or who I, are those players? Now, if I'm the defense, I go now. Hold up. It was uh, it was twenty eight points allowed by Nevada or for Nevada, and then there was a Hauk fumble and a Stewart fumble that led to forty two very quickly. Yeah. So it's like, hey, offense, don't fumble the ball. But but I would say to the defense, hey, create. You have to. You have one sack and zero turnovers and zero quarterback hurries. The the, the BYU defense can do better than that. Can they put together four quarters? At a high enough execution it, level. It doesn't need to be four. It could be three. To win. They, did, they had one quarter. To win a the game. The second quarter. Hey, Bronco Mendenhall said some really interesting things after the game during his post-game recap with the media. And we'll, we'll start with this. Just listen to this. The system is phenomenal. Um, the execution then, uh, is lacking. That has been analyzed, broken down by just about every fan and media member Across BYU Sports Nation. Yeah, the execution. What does is, that mean? I, I would rather know, okay, what's BYU going to do about the lack of execution than that is it is lacking? I can see that your arm is lacerated. What are you going to do about the laceration on your arm? He mentioned the word execution six times alone in, in that post game. We're not talking about the other newspaper things that he did and the reports that he did for BYU TV during the post game or, or whatever. I mean, whatever he did, he said the word a lot. Okay, so it's, it's understandable, but it's not just not executing in one certain area. It's, it's on multiple levels, and Bronco spoke about that. Execution mistakes really are riddling the defense, and there's a, a, a lot of them on each play, not just one, but multiple. So some inexperience, some youth, some lack of concentration, some injury, just kind of a combination, but ultimately the execution down in and down out isn't strong enough. Bronco's very level-headed, and uh, to be a great leader, I think that that's a characteristic that you need to have. I do want Bronco, however, to go into the postgame one time and just just clear just everything off the desk and be like, this is enough, this is terrible, I'm sick of it. That 
If that was me, and that's why I'm not the head coach at Brigham Young they University. They are! Who we thought they were! And we, and we let them off the hook! Yeah, just like one moment of like, oh my gosh, I can't stand this, you know. One of these times I feel like doing that here, although that's going to like break the Y award. Um, <laughs> Don't do Michael that Michael Lisa's here. face nope. mask, the Virgil Carter helmet. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. So, so Bronco Mendenhall and the BYU Cougars, they're in an interesting situation right now. You want the frustration. How, how's that? Yes. That locker room right now has got to be an interesting place to be because BYU wants to win. And guys are injured and frustrated. And even if Taysom Hill's the quarterback of this team with all the other injuries, I think it's probably something similar to what we've seen. It's tough with these injuries, but BYU was in position to win both games by double digits in the second half. The frustration is understandable when you give up Mm 30-plus in four straight games. Which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. It's been 21 years since BYU's given up 30-plus in four straight games. 1993. BYU finished that year 6-6. I was 10 years old. It's been 21 years since BYU did that. The injuries became the theme of this season. I hate that that's the case. And it's, you'd, you'd think, just a freak accident or something. But that's what this season has turned out to be. So now you have five games left in the regular season, four and three. I still think BYU can win at Boise State. From what I've seen of Boise State, I think BYU can win that game. Here's the good news. We are hearing that Craig Beals, okay, Alani Fua, and Jamal Williams – I'll have a really good shot of playing at Boise State. That's great news. If Jamal Williams plays in the last two games, does BYU win? They lose an OT and by seven. They lose by seven in the last two games. All Would he have made that big a difference? If Alani Fua played, if Craig Bills had played. They're you your think, playmakers. You They're think your just one of those creators. guys maybe changes the game in some way. Oh, it kills me to think about that. Twitter question today. BYU fans, how are you feeling right now? <laughs> Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Cougars Forever. The falling apart in the fourth quarter is a mental issue, not an injury issue. More work for Dr. Manning, Dr. Craig Manning. There might be something to that. I mean, if, if Taron Houck doesn't fumble and Christian Stewart doesn't fumble, <sighs> not, not, the, not the second fumble in the last drive by Stewart, but the one before that for short fields. BYU <laughs> probably wins that game. At Cole underscore Duke. In the words of Brady Hill, Michigan it. coach, not good. <laughs> that on the Dan Patrick show. Nice reference. I love the Dan Patrick show. Oh, hey, at least the women's soccer team won. They've won no, nine go, in a row. Don't go, don't go at least on me. Okay, fine, I won't. Everything no, is, is horrible. It is good that they won. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Maddox Monday. What does Trevor think the offense needs to do, and the defense for that matter? We'll ask him next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan back to work on a Monday in Studio B. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Tuesday nights, 8 Eastern time. Watch After Further Review with Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, Brian Logan, and David Nixon as they recap Nevada and look ahead to Boise State. Tuesday night, 8 Eastern on BYU TV. Okay, BYU fans, we want to know how you feeling right now. Use the hashtag BYUS and tell us what you're really feeling. And with that perfect segue to our next guest, he joins us every Monday, Trevor Maddox, ESPN college football expert, former BYU national champion. Trevor, how are you feeling as a BYU alumnus this morning? Well, I feel kind of like I've been 
kicked in the stomach by a giant Aggie wearing a, a Utah helmet. <laughs> oh, yikes. That's uh, yeah, not, not a good, good feeling. No. Wild Bill kicked you in the stomach? Wearing a Utah helmet. <laughs> Why do you feel that it's way, Trevor? The wor- it's the worst of all nightmare scenarios, you know, where you, you just can't wake up, and, and you know it's a dream. You think it's a, You hope it's a dream. But I just losing three in a row is something that nobody around here is accustomed to, and so, you know, I uh, I, I kind of don't know how to think. That's fair. That's fair. Bronco. Well, Wendell- I know how. I know what to think. I don't know how to feel. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah, I think I think a lot of people feel numb because they're like you. They're they're not really sure where where to go with this. Bronco Mendenhall mentioned the word execution about thirty seven times in the post game. Where is the execution lacking, Trevor, as you look back at this most recent loss to Nevada? A couple of places. On offense, especially, you've got ball security. That's important. On special teams, you've got any individual execution problem on special teams will lead to a problem. And a big return contributed to one of Nevada's touchdowns in the second half last week. But especially on defense, you've got a lot of guys out, but... When you BYU doesn't get enough pressure on the passer to allow for any lack of execution anywhere. And what you're seeing is in different places, you're seeing guys not execute, whether it's in coverage, their eyes are in the wrong spot, and so they allow more separation than they should, or whether it's gap uh, responsibilities. Because one thing Nevada was able to do was spread the ball well. They threw the ball to the left sideline, threw it to the right sideline, ran up the middle. Then it was throw left, throw right middle, throw left, throw right middle and some combination of that. And BYU shouldn't be gouged up the middle with the running game of anybody. And yet they were gouged. And it's because guys, I think we're trying to do too much more than any other single thing. But if you're not exactly where you're supposed to be, then the potential for what happened against Nevada can happen. And that's what he's talking about in terms of execution. Your eyes are not exactly in the right spot. Your alignment is not in the right spot. And your assignment, or excuse me, your technique is not quite perfect. And it adds up to not one guy in a major fail, but a whole bunch of guys taking turns having poor execution that adds up to a loss. I think a lot of the frustration stems from the fact that it felt like BYU, despite all the injuries, had enough of an opportunity to win the last two games and did not. Christian Stewart has a really good game. I mean, he throws the ball 63 times, 408, four touchdowns, BYU scores 35, but they lose because of timely turnovers timely turnovers and untimely penalties this is what we're seeing that the penalties catch up to BYU uh, and and those turnovers are really hurt them there were two touchdown scores by Nevada in the second half off of BYU turnovers on short fields as a matter of fact they ripped off three three quick touchdowns in the second half uh, two off of two turnovers in that that return and a penalty on the BYU drive before the return when they had to punt they contributed to the poor field position for BYU's defense to have to defend. And so, yeah, I mean, BYU is good enough to play with anybody in the country when they're doing all the right things. But they can get beat by the likes of Nevada, which, is, which has some dangerous players on it. But face it, Nevada's a mid-tier Mountain West team. And BYU shouldn't be in a position to give up 45 points to those guys. And, you know, 42, I'm sorry. And, and lose, and a lot of that was because of what BYU did to themselves. Trevor, if you had an opportunity to go into the locker room at any point this week and address whoever it is you wanted to address, what would you say? What would the real talk with Trevor Maddich be to the BYU football team right now? 
The real talk would be you can see a lack of focus during practice on game day. They're working hard physically in practice because the coaches will not let them not work hard in practice. I think the, the physical nature of these guys is that they have a habit of working hard. But I think you can see what shows up on game day is that guys not executing well, things that they could execute. Now, we're not talking getting beat on a play by a better player. We're talking individual execution, which leads to you getting beat, right? Those are the kinds of things that reveal a lack of mental urgency and mental focus and preparation. Not with everybody, not like a big, you know, endemic failure by the team in general, but I think certain individuals not focusing the right way. And so what I would tell them is don't worry about beating Boise State. Don't worry about working hard in practice. And I've heard that from BYU players, a quote there. I would say worry about expending immense mental energy in focus on the next rep in practice because that's how you solve execution problems. And the truth of it is, BYU, they're not good enough to overcome their own execution mistakes. They've got to execute. What did you think of Christian Stewart's first home start? I thought he, he was great. You know, everything that he did, he did quickly for the most part. He got the ball out of his hand relatively quickly. When he decided to run, he took off. You know, the, the game plan, I thought, was perfect for what he can do. They got the ball from a matchup standpoint to Mitch Matthews on a historic level, which I think was excellent play calling and an excellent execution by those two guys from that standpoint. You know, I thought that you saw what this offense could be when you've got a quarterback who is less of a mobile um, superstar like Taysom Hill and more of a guy who's a pure passer, and it can work either way. And it did work either way if it weren't for the, the turnovers and the penalties. Did the offense do enough to win this game against Nevada? You could say that they did because you score 35 points at home and lose. You know, you could say that the offense did. But once again, the turnovers are what really, really hurt the team. And so you, even if you score a lot of points, if you give the ball up to the opponent on short fields, which they did a couple of times, then that causes a problem. Plus there was that last turnover at the end of the game, which took away their opportunity, um, you know, to maybe come back and do something. But, but especially those, those two turnovers that led to um, short field touchdowns. So I, I grade turnovers down even more than I grade scoring a lot of points because you've got not only changes – in field position, changes on the scoreboard, but changes in momentum when that happens. And that's one of the things that BYU did to contribute to the, their own loss in this game. And I wonder, with all the injuries, the offense has worse injuries than the defense, in my opinion, with Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams and whatnot, yet the offense still performed. Why is it that the defense has not been able to perform or didn't against Nevada at the same level? I, I, I guess I wonder where the playmakers are. Well, the playmakers are hurt. You know, but they were on offense as well, and they still got 35 points. Sure they are, but if you fail on offense on a series, well, you punt. It doesn't look, it doesn't look good, but it does, it's not catastrophic. When you fail on defense, it's there for the entire world to see. It's like you know, you're, if you're the pitcher in baseball and you get shelled, you're the guy standing on the mound, and there's nobody to hide behind. And on defense, you saw a, an epic failure of execution and contain. Guys on the edge to keep Cody Pajardo, the quarterback for Nevada, from breaking out into the open on the outside. And time and time and time again, guys were not setting the edge. And that was a, a huge factor in this game because it gave them yards, it gave them 
points. It gave them momentum. It gave them not just hope, but a knowledge that they could beat BYU, and here's where we're going to do it. So that's one of the execution things. And it's one thing if you're out there and you get blocked, and that happens once in a while. That's okay. But if you don't initially get in the right spot and set the edge like you're supposed to, then worry about dealing with the blocker. Then that's a real problem. Another problem that they've got is with the pass rush. I was looking through pass rush, individual sack stats. Uh, and you don't have to have an actual sack in order to have a good pass rush, but it's a pretty good indication of, of what's going on. And BYU does not have a single guy in the top 100 in college football in terms of sacks. Unless I missed it, I didn't see a single guy. Now, part of that's injuries. You got, you know, Kafusi and Fua out for time and stuff like that. But nobody's picking up the slack. But in their three losses, all three of the teams they lost to have two guys in the top 100. And Utah, Utah now, has four guys in the top 100, including two defensive ends, two defensive linemen in the top 20. BYU doesn't have anybody in the top 100 in getting sacks. Well, that's a problem when you're not executing then with excellent assignments and alignment because now you're not pressuring the quarterback and a lot of other problems happen. So this is why the defense, I think, looks as bad as it's looking right now. A combination of injuries, inexperienced guys playing, inexperienced guys playing next to other inexperienced guys because of the injuries, and then we've got, we've got poor execution on initial assignment like contain. ESPN college football analyst Trevor Maddich, BYU National Champion. You can follow him on Twitter, at T Maddich. No question the level of expectation of BYU football because of the national championship and all of the history is really high. A lot of fans think it doesn't matter who's on the field, BYU should win football games. Given everything that's happened with so many injuries to, let's be honest, probably your four most dynamic players, Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams, Craig Bills, Alani Fua, should the expectation in your mind, Trevor, be lowered as they approach Boise State now? I think the expectation of how the guys that are on the field play should be as high as it's ever been. In other words, go back to what Bronco said. You said he said the word execution, what was it, 37 times? Something like that, were, yeah. You know, something <laughs> like that. You were making a, you know, a little hyperbole there. But, but you're right. I mean, I saw those quotes as well. And, and that's what we need to see. And remember how to judge a football team. Sometimes you've got superstars out there that are just physically better than the opponent. Most of the time, it'll be a fair fight. Occasionally, you'll have guys out there that just aren't as good. But as long as they're in the right spot doing the right things then, and with effort, then it, you don't judge them negatively if they get beat from time to time. And so judge BYU on being in the right spot. And on defense, the way you'll know that is if guys break into the open without being touched on the outside, you know, things like that. And so I think the expectation for the effort and for execution need to be as high as ever. But keep in mind that the injuries cause a problem. And so don't, don't make it personal to the athletes that are out there. If someone gets in their face and blocks them or if somebody just outruns them, as long as they're giving effort. We've been asking you the past couple of weeks about uh, you know, your top four teams called football playoff. You haven't been a fan of Florida State, but they continue to win and got, got one against Notre Dame. You were there. They did, and, you know, you've got to have little miracles in order to be undefeated. You know, they had some little miracles against Clemson when, you know, Clemson had a couple of plays they could have made that Florida State was powerless to stop that were easy plays, like a guy wide open standing at the one-yard line for a little six- or seven-yard touchdown pass, and they missed him. You know, then they missed a chip-shot field goal. 
So the Florida State got away with the win there, but that happens, you know. And uh, this game against Notre Dame, you know, Notre Dame was throwing the ball into the end zone from about, you know, inside the 10, you know, in the final minute and wasn't able to, to execute. And, uh, but I'll tell you, give Florida State some credit. They developed a little bit more chemistry. They looked a little bit better against Notre Dame than they have all season. And as long as that chemistry continues to develop over the season, they'll be a threat to repeat as national champions. BYU is in a situation where they're looking for a leader, uh, both on offense and defense with so many injuries. Jameis Winston has seemingly been that guy for Florida State, despite his antics off the field. How do you view Jameis Winston as uh, a leader for Florida State? You know, people talk about how uh, his leadership is so fantastic on the field, how he's able to rally his team and block out all the external noise. But I don't see... Jameis Winston is a leader. To me, what he is is persuasive. A leader holds his teammates accountable and then holds himself to the same or higher standard. Jameis seems to me is a guy who very uh, openly on national TV will hold his teammates accountable. Boy, he'll be in their face. But then off the field, he holds himself quite publicly to a completely different standard. And I'm not referring right now to the allegations of sexual assault and things like that because I don't know what happened there. But I can say that uh, other things, like shoplifting the crab legs, for goodness sake, and yelling misogynistic vulgarities on, on campus, for which he was suspended by his own team, those kinds of things are not things that a leader does. There's a long string of things like that that have nothing to do with the allegations against him that he's, that he's still dealing with on a university level right now. And I think a leader doesn't repeatedly put himself into situations like that. And remember, it's not just me saying this, his own university suspended him from the Clemson game because of his own bad behavior. So when I hear about him being a leader, I just sort of shake my head because that's not what a leader does. That's what somebody who's persuasive does, but that's not what a leader does. Trevor, intriguing stuff. Uh, we thank you for the time once again. Another Maddich Monday delivering BYU Boise State on Friday. We'll talk to you after that game. All right, thanks, guys. Hopefully we'll uh, have a bit of a smile after, after that game. <laughs> Please. We can only hope. I feel like I got kicked in the stomach by a giant Aggie wearing a Utah helmet. That's about as, wor- as bad as it gets. That's the worst thing ever. Is that how you is that does that equal the the feeling that you have in your stomach right now, Jerem? It's not. Yeah, but leave Utah and Utah State out of it. It's more of hey, BYU led by two touchdowns or led by double figures in the second half, both games, controllable would, stuff. Would you feel better if it hadn't been close when they had lost big? I I don't feel great either way. Yeah. I want to win, man. What can the defense do to improve the execution? Brian Logan will tell us next. This is Bronco Mendenhall. And you are in BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision. We're on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Download the show podcast if you haven't already on iTunes or subscribe to the RSS feed on BYUSportsNation.com. Hey, this Friday, Spencer will be in Boise covering the game for Countdown to Kickoff. We're live at 8 Eastern time, so Brian Logan will join us. On Friday, should be fun. Countdown to kickoff, 8 Eastern time this Friday. And since it's a road game, that means you can come hang out with us and watch the game on a 27-foot screen, eat free pizza at halftime. It's going to be fun. Just show up, 8 and up. Get your blue or, turf shoes on. Or reserve a seat at BYUtv.org slash audience. One more time, BYUtv.org slash audience. 
No surprise, we are talking about BYU football and what happened on Saturday night. That is our trending topic. BYU Real played issues. football on Sunday, by the way. Did you notice that? That is true. Big and, 12. And, Big 12, BYU played football on Sunday. <laughs> Someone mentioned that Christian Stewart fumbled right at the midnight hour. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Oh Only goodness. at BYU, you're like, hey, the Sabbath, fumble, no. Oh, man. That's, Joining that's us pretty now good, though. to pretty recap good. what happened on Saturday night. Former BYU defensive standout, one of our BYU TV analysts, Brian Logan. Brian, let's ask you the Twitter question to begin. How are you feeling right now? Uh, I I actually feel good. Uh, I think I got most of my frustrations out yesterday on Twitter. I tweeted the most I've ever tweeted in my life all day, (laughs) you know. Okay. So I apologize apologize for the ranting, but I I am good now. I got everything off my chest. You know, I, I was probably a little bit more personal than I needed to be. Uh, but I thought it was, it was good to kind of just to share some of the behind-the-scenes things that, that players go through and, and coaches go through and, you know, how we view as players, uh, how we view Coach Mendenhall. So I think it was, I think it was good. I'm, I'm good now. I'm, I'm good to go and uh, excited for, for this, this upcoming game. Well, let's get back to the uh, boiling, uh, Bryant. No, I'm just kidding. BYU gave, <laughs> gave up 42 points. The fan base is uh, in an upheaval a little bit right now. A lot of fingers pointed at the defense. Is that fair? Uh, I, you know, I, say, I would say yes, <laughs> only because as a defensive player and having that defensive mind, uh, you know, defense wins championships. And, and so if I can, you know, have a good defense and, and stop the other team from scoring, well, you know, I, I've done my job. And so it, it doesn't matter if I, if I give up seven points or give up 42 points. If, 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 if I don't give up any points, then, I, you know, I've done my job. So uh, you then have to rely on the offense, obviously, to score more. Um, common sense math, right? But – at the end of the day, there are some situations where uh, offense can put you in, in, a, in a negative spot, you know, when you're backed up. Uh, that sudden change comes. So, it, you know, you, you, you feed off each other with the, with the energy. Um, you feed off of each other with, um, you know, how you guys are, are able, how the offense is able to uh, maintain and, and as well as the defense able to, you know, get, get some stops and, and get three and outs. Um, so it, it can be – the offense can have an effect on the defense – uh, especially when it comes to, you know, three and outs, right? Uh, you're not giving the defense enough time to, to rest and, and kind of go over the X's and O's, what they're seeing. But at the end of the day, I would say it's, it's, it's probably fair to, you know, point some fingers at the defense uh, to kind of step it up a little bit more. Brian Logan, BYU TV football analyst on BYU Sports Nation, recapping the 42-35 loss by BYU to the Nevada Wolfpack. We asked this question early in the show today, Brian, and that is, who are the leaders? Bronson Kafusi said the leadership needs to step up. It's on the players. Who are the leaders of this BYU football team? Yeah, you know, that was one of the, the, the comments that I made, you know, yesterday and some of the fans asking me on Twitter. And, uh, you know, I believe everybody can, anybody and everybody can be a leader uh, on that defense. Uh, it, it's very tough, though, for these younger guys that are playing uh, to step up and, and be a little bit more vocal. Uh, when I came in uh, in 2009, even though I was a, was a junior, you know, 20 years old, 21 years old, I was, I was a little bit timid and scared to, to speak up. It wasn't to, until the end of the season where I felt that I gained these guys' trust and, 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 and they respected me as a player. And that's where it, it has to start first is 
you have to make an impact on the field first. You have to earn, and, and what that's going to do is, is uh, you know, you're, you're going to get the, the, the respect uh, and the trust from your coaches, from your players. And so when you do speak up vocally and, and you know, in, in the fourth quarter when it's two minutes left and you have to stop a drive, you know, the players are going to listen to you. They're going to give you the microphone and say, you know, yeah, pump us up, give us a speech. You know, and then they're going to rally behind him uh, and then, you know, uh, hopefully make a play and, 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 and uh, get off the field to win the game. But it, it has to start first. And so you look at guys like, you know, Fred Warner, uh, Sione Takitaki. Uh, you look at guys like uh, Rob Daniel. I mean, Rob Daniel is a, is a, is a, is a veteran, right? You can, you can say that he has experience, you know, second-year starter. He's, a, he's older, you know, coming from a JC, probably 22 years old. Uh, so guys He's so like old. That, <laughs> that's, that's, that's actually young for a senior at Brigham. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very I, young. I was I was 22, and I had sophomores that were older than me, man. I was like, this is, this is crazy. Kurt Henderson's uh, 26. Wow. Yeah, see? Mm, uh, yeah, I'm 26 right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I mean, you've you, you got to have those type of guys step up. Um, and, and so if the younger guys can, can make more plays, uh, and, and, and earn that respect from the coaches and, and from the players, then, then that's how a leader is born. Uh, you can't, it's hard to do it the other way around, man. You can't, you can't sit there and, and pick your nose, make one play here, and then get burnt for a touchdown, and then try to yell and say, come on, guys, I'll be like, shut up, man, sit down, stop giving up <laughs> touchdowns, then I'll listen to you first. That's exactly right, and I, and I think that uh, with no Alani Fua, a limited Dallin Levitt, uh, no Craig Bills, Bronson Kafusi is, tr- is trying but is not, I think, doing at the level that he, he wants to himself, I don't know where those, those leaders are necessarily. So, so let's ask you this. Where does the BYU defense get better this week against Boise State? Oh, I mean, I, it, it, these last couple of games has always been, it, it's been the secondary, right? Um, you know, you look at the, the, the yards uh, per game that, that they're giving up, uh, and, and it's really good. Uh, but through the air, you know, it, it's, it's not that good. So the secondary, in, in, in my mind, has to, has to step up that much more. Um, you're almost getting to the, to the point where, um, you know, you, you, you want to try to keep a team under, you know, 10 yards to catch. Uh, if that means the DBs, you know, the corners got to suck up a little bit more, uh, and instead of aligning, uh, at eight yard, eight to ten yards, maybe you align at five to six yards. Um, you know that that will stop some of the shorter routes, uh, shorter catches. Uh, and then obviously with tackling, right? Um, you know, with, with 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 the philosophy and and the mindset of of Coach Menall, Coach Howard, and how this defense should be executed. Um, it, it's you know sitting, sit, you know, aligning yourself up at ten yards. Make them throw. Make the offense throw a five yard uh, hitch route or a snap. But then you, you're coming up and making the tackle, you know. So there is no yards after the catch. You're keeping them in front. And so you, now you're making it uh, a manageable third and third and short or third and medium, uh, which is going to help you get off the field. So, you know, I, I think these corners, you know, specifically have to be uh, more aggressive in, in, in what they're doing. I think, I think they, they've done a great job so far as, as, as far as their eyes, right? They clean that up. Now you can check that box. Now you have to go to the next step, which is, you know, uh, uh, being more aggressive, not allowing uh, yards after the catch by, by tax, you know, sharing up the tackle. Um, and then, um, uh, then I think, I think they're in a good situation, manageable yard, manageable third and short to, to get off the field. 
Brian, let's uh, put you in a scenario. Let's say you're a coach on the defensive side of the ball for BYU. You have exactly 60 seconds to address the team in whatever fashion you want to. What is your message to the BYU defense in 60 seconds or less? Well, well, I, well, I need to know the, the situation. Is it is it pregame? Is it before we're before the Boise field? State? It... Right now, before Boise State, as you are starting practice today, what is your message to the BYU defense? My, my message is this: I'm, I'm going to say, look, guys, there's a there's a lot of chatter around the community, and and you know probably maybe amongst ourselves that we're not doing a great job, and tell you the truth, we're not, and we just, we need to step our game up. Uh, you know, we, we, we can't rely on the offense to, to score more points than, than what we give up. Uh, defense wins championships. Defense is, is how we are winning games. We feed uh, the, the ball to our offense to score points. And so everybody has to step up their game. I don't care if you're a starter. I don't care if you're injured. I don't care if you are a third-string guy. I don't care if you're a walk-on. You have to step it up. When it comes to, to, to weight training, when it comes to film study, uh, when it comes to, you know, your technique uh, and, and knowing what the opponent is doing, we have to step this up. Ten seconds. Uh, you know, with the, with, with the leaders, leader, you have to emerge right now. You know, you, you want to be good or do you want to be great? Time! Take the necessary steps to be great and not good. Let's do it, coach! Let's go! Let's go! Beat the Broncos! I wish I wish I could have asked you that question on BYU Sports Nation like 10 minutes after the game was over. That, 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 was, that, was, the, that was the PG uh, version. That was the BYU TV version. That was, yeah, if, I, if it wasn't, I, I would have been... It's always family-appropriate. If that was the real scenario, Jerem, I would, I, I would, it would be about 20, seconds shorter. You fired him uh, up, dude. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm fired yeah. up now. I'm like, yeah, let's let's practice. Yeah, you ready? You ready to get some pads on, right? Yes. It would have been look. Well, look, no, I'm not feeling seconds. up to it right now. <laughs> it would have been 30 seconds shorter, uh, and yeah, it would have been it would have been rated R. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Brian. We look forward to a full hour of PG Brian this Friday. Thanks, man. Yes, I'm excited. We're gonna party hard, man. Krispy Kreme and Dr Pepper. It's gonna get crazy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Brian, thanks, Brian. <laughs> All right, see you guys. Former defensive back and standout, for that matter, a uh, guy that BYU fans love, Brian B- Logan. Careful. B-Lo's B- like B- on, on B- a leash, like, came out a little bit. in the mouth. He came out a little bit on, uh, <laughs> on Saturday night, or should I say Sunday morning. It was so Sunday late. Sunday morning. I ate seven Krispy Kreme donuts. That's a real thing. I ate seven <laughs> Krispy Kreme donuts. They're, like, they're kind of like the paper thin, though. Seven's like equal to like three real donuts. Could we find a reason to keep BYU in our top five non-P5 power rankings? You'll find out next. No. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store. Your home for authentic BYU products alongside Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. We're going to put BYU and Nevada under the microscope on Tuesday night here on BYU TV. Absolutely. After further review, 8 Eastern time, Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, Brian Logan, David Nixon will review Nevada. Look ahead to Boise State this Friday night. Not Boise. 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 Jordan Leslie. It's like, oh, it's Leslie. Boise. Whatever. (laughs) You say it how you want. Whatever. Our our Twitter question today. BYU fans. How are you feeling right now? At Shysocks underscore Hawks. Down 
but not defeated. BYU did some good things on Saturday. They can build on. Yeah, it's just frustrating to say that three games in a row, right? Well, I don't think we said that after Utah State. <laughs> yeah, Utah State. Yeah, Utah State was just like, ah! <laughs> that was the numbing moment. That's a, Okay, that, yeah. that's the interesting thing about that game. I thought that, okay, you know, Taysom Hill changed the season. It certainly did. But the body of injuries, the amount of injuries that BYU's had, that's what changed it. Not just Taysom. That was the biggest one for sure. But all of these injuries. 12? Are you serious? We do it every Monday. Rank the best non-Power 5 teams. Let's go. It's the top five non-P5 power rankings on BYU Sports Nation. Captain Geach always uh, strikes again. BYU has been in every one of these polls thus far. They were number five last week after a loss. Could we justify hmm. keeping hmm. the four and three Cougars in at number five? Hmm. We'll find out right now. How blue goggled are we? Number five. B, no, UCF. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Knights UCF. of UCF. They've won four in a row after an own two start, including a win over BYU. They're back in the non-P5 top five rankings on BYU Sports Nation. Good number for, four. Good for them. Boise State. I'll stop it. Boise yeah, State Boise. five and two. Okay, they they lost to Ole Miss. Ole Miss is apparently a really good team. Laid an egg against Air Force, but they did beat Colorado State and Nevada and Nevada, who just beat BYU. The Broncos in at number four. Number three, Colorado State. And there are the Rams. They beat Utah State sixteen thirteen. Nice job, Rams. Way to be. The Rams are six and one. Yeah. They're just outside the top twenty five. Yeah. yeah. Jim McElwain six came one. over from Alabama. They're they're doing some good Bowl things. Bowl eligibility. Number two. Marshall, Marshall, Marshall. Seven and <laughs> oh. Rakim Cato has the Thundering Herd ranked 23rd. They have played nobody, but here's what's crazy. If the number one team, we'll get to that in a second, loses above them, guess who gets the New Year's Six auto bid? Rakim Cato it's and be Marshall. Nosotros somos Marshall. Good grief. Number one. East Carolina. And there are the Arr. Pirates. Yarg, we're number 19 in the country. In line to get the New Year's Six auto bid right now if they keep winning. The Americans kind of a weird conference. They're going to be tested. East Carolina will be tested. Don't challenge a conference named the American. As an did. American, no, I'm No, I'll challenge whatever I want, dude. The Patriot. What's more American, the American Conference or the Patriot the League? <laughs> That's a great question. We should put that out. Who's BYU going to play in the bowl game now that BYU has three losses? Do you think they'd put East Carolina in there? I don't Temple. Know. If, if they lose? Yeah, Temple. I don't know. It'll be, a, it'll be a great matchup. When BYU beats Boise State, they'll get back in the top five, not <laughs> You better Up believe next, it. Why do we do this The poll? loaded Cougar whip around. Why do we do this poll still? BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back. My name is still Spencer Linton, and that is still Jaron Jordan. You know what time it is? Mm-hmm. It's time for the Cougar whip around. Soccer. The 19th ranked BYU women's soccer team takes the win. This sounds like uh, Muse. Win streak to nine games with a 3-0 win at LMU Saturday. Ashley Hatch, Busy Phillips, and Nikki Fernandez all scored for the Cougars. Bang. They win. Women's not. volleyball. That's exactly. on. Yeah. BYU lost in five sets. The ninth ranked Cougars falling in San Diego Friday night. It ends an 11-match win streak for the Cougars. BYU on top of the West Coast Conference by a match nearing the midway point of the season. 
Cougars in the NFL. Ziggy had four tackles in the Lions' one-point win against the Saints. Brett Kiesel and the Steelers faced the Texans on Monday Night Football. Bum, 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 bum. Reports out of Buffalo, by the way. Cody Hoffman's going to get a tryout with the Bills. Hmm. From the Ravens insider, no less. <laughs> yeah. How does he know about the Bills stuff? I don't know. Cougars in the PGA. Daniel Summerhays finished. Are we not clapping? A six- oh, yeah. Let's clap. Daniel Summers finished a six under par at the. Sh- Wait, was that was that Daniel Summers or was that Zach? Zach Blair. Zach Blair. Oh, oh it was Summerhays. Summerhays did it at the Shriners <sighs> Open in Las Vegas over the weekend. The finish good for fifty fourth place. Tiger Woods. Those guys, those, those guys. guys, man. I do want to be those guys, though. I know those guys. Those guys are tools, but I want to be those guys. <laughs> Why do you want to be them? Because it's hilarious every time to me. I'm like, ah. you're four hundred yards Go away. Get the <laughs> Again, you're 400 yards away from the hole. Any shot. It's, it's ridiculous. The putt, especially. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who gets it, Jerem? I have an absolute blank on this one today. I am going to give it to Christian Stewart. 39 okay. for 63, 408 yards, four touchdowns. Yes, the ball security issues. But this, this is a kid making his first home start as a senior. He's like a seventh-year senior at BYU. He was recruited in 2008. Way to go, Christian Stewart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. by the way. Good, good call. My, and, and, and Mitch Matthews, 16 catches, second most in the game at BYU. How about that? Nate Carter. And Nate Carter, 87 yards the on trifecta. seven. trifecta. Carries. By the way, my Y-Factor win on Saturday night. Oh, congrats on that. 100% of the vote. That's right. I'm not going <laughs> to tell you how many votes there were. I know. <laughs> hey, thanks to today's guest, Trevor... Maddish. Yep, that's who And uh, Brian Logan, that's who joined us today. Very Follow us on Twitter good. and Instagram at BYU Sports Day. Tell us how you're feeling, BYU fans. Continue to use the hashtag BYUSN. The show on BYUTV.org slash DVR. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to who, Jerem? How about Jim McMahon? Dustin Staley. Oh, Dustin Staley.